Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, true believers of all ages, welcome back to the comic book broadcast, your home for all things inside the realm of nerdum. I am your host, Admin Nemesis, and tonight our saviors consist of Bullseye, Sinestro, and Doctor Doom. Brawlers, tonight we're diving into the end. The end of the world? We're talking about our favorite apocalyptic and post-apocalyptic movies, which ones we like better, and our favorite end-of-the-world scenarios. So brace yourself, brawlers. It's episode 16. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. My fellow villains, welcome back. And guys, welcome to this beautiful Arctic retreat. <laughs> I don't think Ozzy Mendez is going to be needing it anymore. I don't know about you guys, but uh, welcome and uh, how we feeling tonight? Feeling good, man. Ready to watch the world burn. I'm excited to see how the world's going to end tonight. <laughs> yeah, should be a fun time. Oh, it's going to be a great time. But first, brawlers, in case you missed it, here are this week's headlines. In TV news, Invincible Season 2 heads our way November 3rd. You can check out the brand new trailer on Comic Book Brawl now. Walking Dead fans can rejoice as Melissa McBride will be returning to the franchise in Season 2 of The Walking Dead, Daryl Dixon. Daredevil Born Again has undergone a major creative overhaul as Marvel is changing TV strategies. According to a recent report from The Hollywood Reporter, in September, Marvel quietly let go of head writers Chris Ord and Matt Corman. Along with this move, Marvel has also released the show's directors for the remainder of the season as part of what THR calls a significant creative reboot for the series. Marvel copyright filming confirms Sasha Baron Cohen's MCU casting in the upcoming Disney Plus series Ironheart. Cohen is listed as portraying a character tentatively named Mystery Man, but he's been long linked to the devil Mephisto. In movie news, in a recent interview with Collider, director Matt Shakeman said that the four actors who will portray Marvel's first family in the upcoming Fantastic Four reboot will officially be announced once the Screen Actors Guild strike ends. The Marvel's early box office tracking shows a significant drop-off from the first movie. It's tracking between 50 and 75 million for a domestic opening. And if all the rumors weren't bad enough, here's one more to add. Aquaman The Lost Kingdom has reportedly had 20 scenes cut. But things aren't all bad for star Jason Momoa, as a report also states that Momoa's DCU casting will be announced in 2024. He will be betraying Lobo. And finally, in comic news, Marvel has announced the first wave of comics for their new Ultimate Universe. Spider-Man will be kicking things off in January, followed by Black Panther in February and X-Men in March. Guys, that about wraps it up for the news this week. Keep your eyes glued to Comic Book Brawl for more updates. Alright, brawlers. It's that time again. It is time for the Brawl of the Week. And this week's Brawl of the Week has two of the top villains of all all time going head to head. In one corner, we have the Sith Lord Darth Vader. And in the other corner, we have the King of Vampires from the Marvel Universe, Dracula. Gentlemen, 
this is a heavyweight matchup, and it's it's going to come down to mm, maybe just how powerful Marvel's Dracula really is. Uh, I don't know what you guys think. To be honest, my knowledge on Marvel Dracula isn't as deep as I would have wanted it to be, but I've done as much reading as I could just for this conversation. Uh, he's put up really strong fights. He's mm. done well against a lot of heavy hitters, but it almost looks like a lot of lower-tier guys do stand decent chances against him. I mean, I read a comic not too long ago where Deadpool himself actually was able to block a sword strike from Dracula during a fight. Uh, he's got a lot of hacks, like turning into mist to avoid being, you know, slain and all that. He's still weak to getting the stake through the heart. And I have to assume a lightsaber is a good substitute for a stake. Dracula's quick, but Vader's got his, you know, the force. He knows what's going to be happening just before it happens. And as we saw in pretty much every medium he's been in, he can stop things with the force without even looking, without turning. Heck, he's done it through television screens, choking people who we didn't like very much. So I expect Dracula getting some really good strikes in, really good hits, dodging a lot of attacks. But as soon as Dracula turns to mist and then reforms behind Vader to go for like the kill, all I see is Vader popping that lightsaber directly where Dracula solidifies. And bam, no more Dracula. So... I'm giving that Vader's going to take a lot of hits, but I'm giving him the edge on the win here. Now, here's a question, Sinestro. How hot is a lightsaber? Do you know? <laughs> you know, that's a fantastic question. I do not know the exact temperature, but I do know it melts steel, as from uh, episode one, The Phantom Menace, when Qui Gon sticks the lightsaber right through the blast shields. Yes. And just the whole course starts to melt down. Well, I'm, I'm thinking of how hot it could be going through the mist, too, and if that would even damage him in the mist form. I feel like I read something where when he's in mist form, he's basically immune to all things. Uh, like, a little bit of an intangibility. I don't, I, don't know, <laughs> I don't know how a lightsaber would react to the mist. <laughs> I would have to imagine he probably wouldn't like it. But I don't know enough about it to count it as a hard win for him. Oh man, I'm I'm also with Sinestro. I I'm not extremely well versed on Marvel's Dracula, but from what I've read, man, I feel like even though yes, he does have his low showings, I feel like a lot of his abilities can easily counter the Force. Like I feel like he's done so many things. I feel like he just has such an insane array of powers that there's not a ton of stuff that vader can pull off that dracula can't also do himself there's a lot that he has going for himself summoning storms conjuring up or not conjuring up but like bringing up magma from the earth's core, putting people at absolute zero in an instant you know raising uh what was it? Didn't he raise like a castle from under the sea with like barely like a flick of the wrist? He he the dude is is pretty intense. And I, I don't know if I see a lot that the force can do that he can't also do. I feel like he might have a little more in the way of mobility with speed and overall strength and Durability, yeah, obviously the the lightsaber is probably going to 
you know, do a number on him uh, if and when Vader gets a hit. But I mean, like you mentioned, that that missed form that that might be a little bit of an issue. So I think I'm just by the slightest edge. I think I'm going to give this to Dracula. Um, for me, I don't know. see. The thing is, just like Sinestro said, there's been times when. Let's see, there's been times whenever Dracula has lost to less beings. But there's also been times when, say, like he's beaten Doctor Strange. Or he didn't beat him, but he did go toe-to-toe with Doctor Strange on the astral plane before. Uh, he has weather manipulation. You know, he, he has he can control somebody just by looking at their eyes, which actually should not, you would think, shouldn't work on Vader in any sense. But he is actually super fast in his bat form. He, I don't know, I think he like conjured a thunderstorm once when he was angry or something. But the thing also about Vader is he's been depicted multiple ways. And in one way, one way he completely just demolishes other Jedi, like Jedi's. He's been hunting them down after Order 66. He's an absolute beast. And then other times he gets punked by, by Bubba Fett. All right, and that's, I don't know, man. I don't like Bubba Fett. I also don't really like Vader. That's just how I am. So based on the low showings, the high showings, Doctor Strange is is pretty strong, and if he's going toe to toe with Doctor Strange at some points, I think I probably have to give it to Dracula. No, it makes a lot of sense. I I, I started this by saying it it really depends on just how strong Dracula is, and I don't think it, any of us have the knowledge we'd like to on Marvel's Dracula outside of knowing that he really is he's a powerhouse and has gone toe to toe with some of Marvel's heavy hitters. However, I. I think I like Vader in this one. And it's some of his upper showings, which you get in the comics, which are all canon right up through the movies and TV shows and basically everything. So you get one part of Vader, you get them all, and he has done some crazy powerful things. You know, we, we've seen him rip a, a ship and hold it from taking off um, in Obi-Wan. Um, and he's he's taken out, you know... I can't even remember how many guys he was surrounded by when he says he's, uh, all he sees is fear and dead men around him. But there is probably a couple hundred rebels and just puts him down. So I think I like Vader and I think I like, um, it's going to be a tough fight. And I think when it comes down to it, Vader kind of letting loose with the force is really going to, I think, would take this win for him. Let's also not forget the time that uh, Marvel Dracula got punked by uh, hammer-wielding Hulk in Fear Itself. That was kind of nice. He, uh, he bas- Hulk basically w- takes out the entire vampire nation, goes toe-to-toe with Dracula, and essentially one-shots him. But that's also Null Hulk, so that's a whole different conversation. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, getting punked by Hulk in most any form... <laughs> it's is, not the uh... worst thing. Yeah, it's not the worst thing to do. <laughs> to be to be fair though, he got sent to the Vampire Nation by Thor, who was not with the Odin Force. He was not with the Paracosmic. This was still Thor when he was just Thor. So True. even if Hulk may have seemed amped, he still was on the same tier as Thor. Just throwing that out there. And I think when it comes down to it too, Dracula's two main villain or foes, not villains, but uh would be Blade. In Marvel, for one, and I would assume some sort of Van Helsing. Yeah. Which are both fairly... I mean, Blade's obviously above, you know, a peak human, but he's not 
anything super crazy in terms of strength and speed. And Van Helsing's pretty much usually a normal human. Tell, tell that to Hugh Jackman. But... That, okay, yeah. that's true. That is true. <laughs> I had almost forgot that movie existed. Thanks for that. You're welcome. <laughs> if I must suffer, we all must suffer. <laughs> all right, Brawlers, there you have it. It's a two-to-two two vote here. We have two in favor of Darth Vader, two in favor of Marvel's Dracula. As always, you can head on over to Comic Book Brawl and vote there. You're going to see the fight. Vader, Dracula, let us know. Did we get it right? Did we get it wrong? And, of course, let us know how dumb we are. (laughs) Uh, Brawlers, tonight we are talking about our favorite apocalyptic and post-apocalyptic movies. And for the apocalyptic, man, I am a huge, huge zombies guy. Uh, You know, give me a Black Ops game or Dead Island or basically anything I can take on a horde of zombies, and I'm, I'm blown away happy. Uh, so this, these lists are basically my top zombie movies here. So um, you know, let's start with Sinestro, uh, sir, for apocalyptic movies. Ooh, my f- three favorite apocalypse movies. Well, I got news for you. I'm o- I only got one zombie movie on my list, so you guys can keep your zombie flicks. Zombies are fun and all, but they're not my my they're not my go-to. Uh, my, f- I have these in no order because I cannot place these in order. I love them too much. Uh, one of my favorite apocalypse movies has got to be Shaun of the Dead. Yes, it's, sir. Honestly, yes. That's one, the, one of the funniest comedies I've ever seen. Just the whole, the dry humor, the slapstick humor, just everything fires on all cylinders with that. Movie's got no weaknesses. Just right across the board. Love it. Uh, mm. Another one of my favorite apocalypse movies. We're sticking with comedies. This is the end. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's a oh, good yes. one. <laughs> This is the end. <laughs> Basically, you're following all the celebrities playing themselves, or at least a parody of themselves, and dealing with the end of the world. And when you're talking about the end of the world, the definition for that is technically biblical. And this is the end is entirely the biblical apocalypse. It's the end of the world. <laughs> Certain people go to heaven. Other people are left on earth to f- deal with demons and the devil. But, the, yeah, the possession of Jonah Hill. <laughs> oh my god! That, was, that I have no words for how much that made me laugh when that happened. <laughs> the next morning, he's sitting there going, "Something not cool happened." <laughs> oh, that was oh, such yeah. a great movie. Oh my! It's it's easily one of my top ten favorite comedies of all time. That and Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> and to round up my top three apocalypse movies. I watch this movie every single year on the holiday. I never miss it. You already heard the quote earlier in this episode. I can freaking do the the speech offhand. You know what I'm talking about? Independence Day. Mm. Has to be on there. It was on mine. It had to. Got to. I have like, I have like two or three movies that I could literally have playing every single day in the background and never get tired of it. And one of those movies is Independence Day. Hell, me and my friends quote that movie constantly whenever we meet up. Like, I really, I can't get into how much I appreciate Independence Day. Just even the little stupid moments, like David, why did I just send my mother to Atlanta? Just <laughs> David, <laughs> David. <laughs> I'm having trouble. I'm coughing right now. That's how much I'm laughing. <laughs> Uh, it's not a comedy, but it makes me laugh as much as all the rest. But yeah, 
those are my top three apocalypse movies. Oh, that's a good list there. All right, so for my top three, um, also in no order, and uh, yes, Sinestro, you did take two of my top picks, Shaun of the Dead and Independence Day, so I hope you're happy with yourself. I'm very happy. Uh, so I'm going to go with, for the first one, going with Children of Men, a movie that I thought was a very nice uh, departure from your typical robot apocalypse, asteroid apocalypse, zombie apocalypse thing. A movie about Earth struggling with the inability to produce new humans. A story where women stop being able to to give birth and them have human humanity having to try to find a way to keep going if they want to continue existing and i just i always found that a very unique movie about how the apocalypse essentially could come about the end of the world as we humans know it by simply ceasing to exist over the course of time because we can't make more of ourselves. Yeah, interesting concept. Uh, my next pick, Interstellar. Nice. Mm, okay, I like that. Another unique concept of us simply running out of resources. Like, I, I like apocalypse movies where we're tested by everything we've known to grow comfortable with as opposed to just some outside force coming in to just wreck our shit. And Interstellar is definitely, I think, the trippiest, most interesting, just psychological, out-there, potential apocalypse movie that I can personally think of right off the bat. Finally, I'm going to go with a movie where the end of the earth doesn't or the end of humanity necessarily does not necessarily happen in said movie but it is the movie that starts in motion what we all know ends up becoming the end of humanity rise of the planet ooh that was a good pick i thought about that one oh i had i that one didn't even cross my mind that's a good pick i had that one yeah and we all know them monkeys win. Those damn dirty eight. And uh, as much as I, I actually, I, I mean, I don't know a ton of people, you know, in our generation who really talk about the older movies. But the the newer movies, starting with Rise, really kind of, you know, when you go back and you watch the older movies, you're like, man. Like, that's a crazy concept. Monkeys evolved to pretty much replace humanity. But then when you see how it all starts in Rise of the Planet of the Apes, you're like, oh, so, like, if science just keeps bullshitting around, this could maybe happen. And I don't know, that's one thing that I've always really liked about more, uh, you know, your, your more, I guess, science-based apocalypse-type movies is just that creeping feeling of all right if we if we keep messing around this maybe could be our fate one day because i mean we all know 
every day you look you look into new news articles and stuff you're seeing new crazy stuff that science is doing and you never know one day we might be bowing down to monkeys at that point i kind of think we need frieza oh yeah (laughs) facts Uh, Yo, you guys are going to be in a lot of trouble when they take over because calling them monkeys over and over again. They're called apes. Yeah, they didn't. Ape. They won't like that. Yeah, you're oh, right. They the, won't. the orangutan will be especially upset. Mm. I will respect my ape overlords. Yeah, right? <laughs> we, we didn't call you apes. We knew your names. Just, just in case it ever happens because you know science. It keeps screwing around and it's going to find out one of these days. Yep. Amen, brother. <laughs> um... Okay, so straight off the bat, um, I actually talked about this with you guys beforehand. I I have to put Dawn of the Dead for my apocalypse. Um, I think I had an apocalypse. Let's just say I had an apocalypse. <laughs> I love that. I love that movie, man. It's a, it's the one in the mall. So good. Ving Rhames. It's it's the, to me. I think it's the best zombie movie. I'm gonna say it. I love it. Uh, it's one of the only horror movies I'll watch. Uh, I'm not saying I'm a bitch, but let's just go ahead and say that. And uh, no, I, I I enjoy it. I enjoy, you know what I like most about it? I like the fact that they weren't slow like Walking Dead zombies. These things sprinted and yeah, they were terrifying. Bad zombies. Um, yeah. So then my my second one I have is uh, a lot of people didn't like this one when it came out, but uh, 2012 with John Cusack. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. That made my list. It wasn't yeah. at the top, but it it was on my list. It that was on the outskirts of my list. It's because I mean we all kind of know it's not necessarily a good movie, but it's still very interesting to watch. Dude, the visuals were unbelievable when that, especially when that came out. Like the visuals were unreal. When did 2012 come out again? Uh, 2011. I want to say Y2J, right? Um, Y2K, Y2K. I mean, you say Y2J, Y2J, Chris Jericho, you know. But uh, yeah, man, that that scene with the guy that they were supposed to pick up and that big old tidal wave just comes and wipes out him and his family, man. That mm-hmm. that just hit different. They hit different. And then I'm gonna go with a slightly niche one on this one because again, it was another one that a lot of people didn't like. Uh, it was an alien movie called Skyline, and it had Donald Faison from Scrubs. It had a couple other people, but I want to say that's the only guy that I remember actually named actor that was in there. And yeah, basically, aliens came, just took over New York City while these guys were on vacation. And I, it does not have a happy ending. It does not have an epi- Everybody but one person dies. But it was still kind of interesting to see them try to survive. It was like alien survival, you know? It was down here on Earth. Usually when you see that stuff, it's up in like a space station or something mm-hmm. like that. So it was kind of really cool to see something like that. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it, but it is a solid B movie. <laughs> but I enjoyed it. Well, two of mine have already been said, so we'll start with, um, Sinestro, you've got red on your shirt. What? Huh? <laughs> Where? No, Shaun of the Dead is is definitely the best zombie comedy. Uh, it, it was so great from beginning to end. It's got a very close second I'll talk about a little bit later on, but Shaun of the Dead I had on uh, my apocalyptic list because it, it shows from the beginning with the zombies right up through when they... Uh, end up getting out of the bar and i don't know what more i can say about that movie other than it's it's so damn funny and such a great start to the blood and coronado trilogy of edgar wright's 
Uh, if you haven't seen Shaun of the Dead, go check it out. Uh, second one, again, Bullseye, you are correct, sir. As a huge fan of zombies, Dawn of the Dead, Zack Snyder's version, is the best goddamn zombie movie I've ever seen. I love it to no end. Ving Rhames is awesome in that movie. I love Ving Rhames from that movie forever. He was so yeah. good. Has one of the be- He has one of the best movie quotes ever in that movie. I love it. Oh, the it, it, the zombie baby in the mall was awesome. Uh, oh, just everything about that movie was uh, the zombies were great, the horror was great, the terrible people that they found in the mall were great. Everything fantastic, great movie. My third one, which I put on the apocalyptic list, is the second in this movie series. We haven't gotten the third one yet. The first one being Twenty Eight Days Later, but I put Twenty Eight Weeks Later on my list. Like the movie just a little bit better, even though the cast in the first one might have been better. But this is the one that really kicked off the apocalypse. If you, these movies are very old, so if this is a spoiler for you, you should have seen them when they came out. Uh, 28 days later, Britain kind of gets overrun by zombies. And in 28 weeks later, they think they've stopped it. And by the end of that movie, you find out, no, nah, they didn't stop it. And in <laughs> fact they went through that little tunnel that they dug to France and are now in Paris and in mainland Europe. So, <clears throat> fantastic. I, I've been waiting for 28 months later forever. I hope they get on that soon. But those are my three, guys. Um, again, like I said, this is going to be a zombie list for me. Love zombie movies. All three of mine are going to be zombies for apocalyptic movies. Um, I will say when it comes to 28 and 20 weeks later, I love... The way the zombies spread in that one. Yes. As opposed to other movies. I thought that was such a cool idea. It's basically Left 4 Dead. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It basically was. And the uh, second movie really felt like one of those games. Think we'll get a 28 years later? Uh, it's going to be 28 months. Danny Boyle's talked about it. But so far, nothing yet. No, that's sad. But, you know, fingers crossed. He's talked about it. He wants to do it. I would love to see it. Guys, we've hit on apocalyptic, but what happens after the apocalypse? You gotta go post-apocalyptic. So, I want to hear your three favorite movies from here. Alright, so this one might be probably my favorite post-apocalyptic movie ever. And I will say, one of the main reasons why it is my favorite is because of the twist ending. Not so much the overall post-apocalyptic essence of the story but just the twist ending to it uh first one on my list book of eli oh i'm right there with you love it like i i just love the atmosphere of it it's a very you know basic simplistic you know man roaming around in a post-apocalyptic you know desolate world you know a bunch of ravagers and scavengers out there ready to screw over anyone they come in contact with but this man just has a literal gift from god and uh like i said without saying too much i've always felt like it's worth the watch just for the twist ending it is just i don't know it's one of those movies where i was like man it did not go super super over the top or anything it didn't necessarily reinvent the wheel but that twist ending it 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 just it did it for me 
in whatever way I needed it done for me. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I just I've always absolutely adored the Book of Eli. So that would probably be at the top of my list. Next, I'm going to go with The Matrix. Nice. Mm. I mean, a classic franchise that may have, in a lot of people's opinion, fallen off as it went. But the overall concept cannot be denied. The first movie, it can't be denied its greatness. I mean, a world where AI and machines take over and start harvesting humans for energy and humans start fighting back through using said technology to go inside the digital world, <laughs> per se. I got Digimon vibes saying Yeah, that. I did. It did. It. <laughs> <laughs> to fight back against the AI. But I think it goes without saying the Matrix is it's kind of one of those one in a million type stories. Whether you enjoyed the the sequel movies or not, I feel like the first Matrix movie, as far as how humans would handle the apocalypse, is unlike anything we had seen since. And to my knowledge, unlike anything we've or Unlike anything we had seen before, and to my knowledge, unlike anything we've seen since. And for my last one, I'm really stuck between three of them. For my third pick, I'm just an absolute movie that points the finger at humanity as a whole. At all the ways that we are just driving ourselves to ruin. And a movie that does not even focus on humans, but focuses on the the absolute chaos and and irresponsibility that we will eventually leave behind one day. I simply loved Wally. I mean, as as sad as it was at moments, it, I, I felt like it was a very solid representation of you know what what could logically happen if if we continue advancing technology without taking care of ourselves and in turn depending on technology and we'll all get really fat <laughs> mm. already there buddy <laughs> damn well it was a good pick that didn't even cross my mind it was on my list <laughs> Um, for mine, I think I might have one of yours. I'm sorry. But you said a another funny zombie one, and this one does take take uh, take place after the apocalypse has Give already wiped out the world. You know I'm talking about Zombieland. Oh, yeah. Zombieland. I love that movie. That was <laughs> one of the ones that I was wanting to pick. Go man, for it, man. That movie put all four of those actors on the map. All of them mm. I love. They're all fantastic. Up the Bill Murray scene, I have seen it probably 300 times, and I still laugh out loud. Watch that crap! That shit is so <laughs> funny. Like I, I was actually a little upset on the second one because the first one was so good, but I also get it because like it did take like 10 years to make. Comedy sequels are tough too, but they really are. The first one's great, unbelievable movie. I don't think I, I don't remember if I saw the second one. 
it's not necessarily bad. It's just it, there's no way it can ever live up. There's no way. Yeah, exactly. Zombieland double tap. Double tap. <laughs> um, and then my next one I actually saw in theaters like three times. Uh, I only paid for one of them, but I was in high school at the time, <laughs> and we kept sneaking in because we liked it so. And that is I Am Legend. Mm-hmm. That was the yeah. other one that was I was I was hoping somebody would take it. Yeah, I Am Legend. It's funny because nowadays I try to watch it and I don't like it as much. Maybe it's because I watched it three times in theaters. I don't know. Mm. But that movie, I, I, the concept behind it was different, and I liked it. And honestly, I feel like that's how we got games like um, Dying Light. Dying Light, yeah, Dying Light, where like the zombies are actually really bad against UV. Like it seems like they got that idea from Iron Legend, you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how I feel about them making a second one. I'm gonna watch it, but I don't know. I don't know how I feel. Did you know Iron uh, Legend's uh, a remake? Yeah, I oh, I did. I did. I never actually watched the original, but I don't know when it came out or anything like that. I believe it was in black and white, if I'm remembering it correctly. The Omega yes, Man. I, yes, Omega Man. I actually read the original book way back in, I think, high school. And, man, I've I've been actually hoping for them to do a sequel. I just don't know how they're going to do a sequel that could wrap it back around to how Omega Man ends up playing out. Simpsons also did a Treehouse of Horror on it. Yes, they did. See, I didn't know that either. <laughs> My last one, I went in on this one ready to hate it. Ready, I was not, I'd never seen any of the original ones. I didn't like any of the, I, I, yeah, no, actually at the time I didn't like any of the actors. Uh, and now one of my favorite actors came out of it, and that is Mad Max Fury Road. Bro, you literally hit mm. all three of the ones that I was wanting to do in place of Wally. I appreciate you for that. I mean, I, there's only so many, you know what I mean? <laughs> I know, but it's just crazy that you literally hit on all three of the ones that I was like, ah, which one do I want to do over Wally? And then I went ahead and just went with Wally. Well, there you go. We knocked them all out of the park then. Uh, so that one, I actually did not. I was a big Tom Hardy hater. I was. I didn't like Charlize Theron. I didn't like her. Uh, I didn't know who Nicholas Holt was. Love him. I love him now. That is one of my favorite actors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it all came from that. I was completely blown away from it. I What a lovely day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> dude, he did such a good job, man. He was amazing. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, no, I guess that, that'll be my three right there. Well, surprisingly, after uh, the last two uh, selections went through, only one of my top three actually got picked. Oh, wow. Nice. Good on you guys. Good yeah. on you guys. I'm surprised. You're lucky. Yeah, I I okay. <laughs> <laughs> that that would have been Mad Max Fury Road. But just for <laughs> conversation purposes, I'm still going to name three. Uh, to jump off of what Doom said for his Apocalypse movie... I'm going to go with the sequel for the post-apocalyptic movie, as in Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. I love that new trilogy. I was never a big fan of the original Planet of the Apes movies, but the new trilogy, just, no, perfection. Top 10 trilogy of all time for me. And I love that the first one, it kind of, you know, stuck with the humans as the main characters, as Caesar was like, kind of like a co-lead. They just ditched that all together in Dawn. In Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, Caesar is your main character. He's the lead. You follow him. It opens up on him with his family, surviving in the woods. And just, it's, the movie is just so well done. I just, I can't, I can't praise it enough. 
Uh, my replacement for Mad Max. Uh, I'm actually going to go with a cult favorite of mine from back in the day. Reign of Fire. It's a great movie. Reign of Fire. Any movie that has Matthew McConaughey as a psychotic American badass mm. <laughs> that actually makes Christian Bale a little concerned and worried right? does a good job. You got an entire movie where... How many movies can you really think of? Like, there's a lot of movies where, like, animals, like, cause issues for people for the apocalypse. How many is the entire world incinerated by dragons? I can't think of any others off the top of my head. Reign of Fire is just... Is it, is it Oscar-worthy? Hell no. But it's just a lot of dumb fun. Mm-hmm. It's great. Just just a whole lot of good time. If, if you're ever bored and you just got a couple hours to kill... Please find Rain of Fire somewhere and just watch it. It's so much fun. And my third pick, and I guarantee no one else here had this on their list. It's not even a theatrical release. I'm going with a straight to DVD movie Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. Oh. oh. Okay. Dude, ironically. Right. Ironically. Yeah, right. I brought, I, I tell one of my cousins about. A bunch of different uh, topics that we do in episodes, and that was one of his recommendations. And I didn't go with it though; I didn't put it on just, my list. Just the like Dark Apocalypse War, one of my favorite DC animated movies of all time, and that's saying a lot because everyone here can testify that DC animated movies are—they got a lot of bangers in there. Oh, so yeah. if I'm picking one as my, one of my favorites. Apocalypse War. Now, technically, you see the apocalypse happen, the beginning, but it's in the very beginning, and the entirety of the movie after that is all after the world has gone to shit. And that's why I'm keeping it in my post-apocalyptic movies. And there's my three. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, uh, Reign of Fire, Just League Dark, Apocalypse War. Mm, Good pick, sir. Solid list. On to me, and all three of mine have been said... um, I'm not going to be as nice as Doom when I talk about Book of Eli, so if you haven't seen it, these are the next like minute and a half you're going to want to skip because <laughs> it's been out for a while, and you should have seen it already. So the number one on my yeah. list here, Book of Eli. Um, like Doom said, the, the ending is fantastic to find out that it's really about religion, and you're, find, you're, you're hearing this book about power and what power can hold over people, and to find out it's the King James Bible, it's religion. Um and to find out that Eli knew the whole thing the whole time was awesome at the end. Watching Gary Oldman's bad guy, who you can really just grow to hate, get his prize and not be able to get his prize at the same time because he can't read Braille is fantastic. If you haven't seen Book of Eli, movie's kind of spoiled for you, but go check it out anyways. It's about the journey, not the destination. Uh, and let me th- interject <clears throat> real quick. Yep. The 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 whole emphasis on not being able to read Braille is because the main character himself is blind. Yes, he is blind. He's doing all this shit throughout the movie where you're just like, man, this guy's a super, super skilled sharpshooter. He's just messing yep. everybody up like it's nobody's business. And then to find out at the end, he's blind all along. Yeah, it's like, oh, so is is he God's chosen one? Exactly. Yeah, it was, uh, it, was a, it was a great movie. Uh, Denzel Washington's fantastic in it. Gary Oldman's fantastic in it. Um, so good. Second one on my list, Zombieland. Very Ooh. close second to Shaun of the Dead for me in terms of zombie comedies. 
Zombieland was so funny. Michael Sarah is awesome. I'm sorry, uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Uh, fantastic. Um, Woody Harrelson. Uh, I mean, what what more can be said about Woody Harrelson? If you've if you've seen Natural Born Killers, you kind of get that version of him in this. Just not a serial killer. Um, the whole movie is great. Absolutely recommend seeing it. Um, like you said, the second one's a bit of a letdown just because it's it can't hold up to just how good the first one was. And, and the Bill Murray cameo is probably top five movie cameo in the history of movies. Agreed. Agreed. And my final one on there is I Am Legend. I love Will Smith. Love it. I Am Legend. I still cry every time he has to put the dog down. I'm still sitting there rooting for that goddamn cure to work and fix the dog. And it never does. And it still hurts every time. But, ah, what a great movie. Um, And Sam. You know, at the very end, when he kind of gets face-to-face with, I guess, for lack of a better word, a zombie, and sees that it's not really a mindless thing. That this that there's kind of like a society and an overarchingness to this. And this guy's, you know, the zombie leader's coming for his wife. Like this is who he loves is it was, it was a a really cool take on it. And I, I don't know how a sequel is going to work, but I would kind of like to explore that a little more where the zombies are, um, not so much these mindless, we're just out to eat your brain type things. Yeah. It makes me, it makes you kind of wonder if they're going to have like an entire, like undercity, you know, I'm, I'm, I am interested to see how it's going to go. Well, to go back on uh, what I was saying about, uh, like I said, I don't know if any of you guys actually read or saw the original Omega Man, but that's exactly what the story turns into. Yeah. Where you end up finding out that not only do they have intelligence, but they have their own society, and it is essentially like a cult-like group where they end up taking him in and torturing him for the cure. It, like I said, it just it becomes a vastly different story of him, you know, being put against the odds of of these creatures who he thought this whole time were just, you know, these mindless, z- savage zombie like creatures. <laughs> but no, they they actually have much higher intelligence and they they have goals. And yeah, I'm I'm really curious how and if they're going to be able to capture that whenever we get a sequel agreed i've heard that they're gonna go not off the theatrical ending but the alternate ending with the dvd where will smith doesn't die and that's how they were gonna keep it going which i don't don't particularly like that because it's not what everyone saw in theaters yeah true makes the first one not as powerful at the end right exactly but I mean, I mean, unless they change it to where somehow he survives in a different way, even though, I mean, I don't see how, I mean... It was a pretty definitive blast. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, wasn't he holding, like, the grenade or some shit? Yeah. yeah. They just charged at each other. Yep. <laughs> but uh, those three are mine, guys. Um, now, a question for you guys. My my answer is pretty obvious. I'm a, I don't care which one it is as long as it's zombies are involved. I'll watch either one. What do you guys like better for the end of the world movies? Uh, Do you like the movies where the world's ending or what society's turned into after? 
Oh, it took me a little bit to really rationalize what my opinion actually was. But as much fun as seeing the world end and everyone trying to fight to keep the world from ending, I got to go with post-apocalyptic. I think it's a lot more interesting seeing what how society tries to rebuild or fight back after the world has already ended. Your Mad Max Fury Roads, your War for the Planet of the Apes, heck, even your Wally Snowpiercer in a Quiet Place. I like seeing what happens after the the deed is done. The world is over. Now is time to get back up and fight. You 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 tried your best. The world ended. Try and rebuild now. Mm. See what you can do. That's where I'm. A, I'm a post-apocalyptic guy. That's where I sit. Nice shout out for Snowpiercer. That's a fantastic movie. Damn straight. <laughs> I'm right there with you, Sinestro. I have always been a huge fan of. Okay, the world's ended. We've met our match. How do we deal with it now? That has always been my absolute favorite. I feel like it always lends itself more to a narrative of character progression, storyline progression, and just overall, just like what, what can humans do now? Like, when we've already lost, how do we rebuild? And uh, I haven't mentioned this before on the podcast, but I I don't know if any of you remember. It's been quite a while since I've talked about it, but I myself am actually in the process of writing a story which heavily deals with the ramifications of a superhero apocalypse where the world is having to try to rebuild itself and struggling immensely. And that comes from my love of those kind of stories where we just are faced with absolute despair and absolute failure and how we're able to pick ourselves back up and work with what we have left. Yeah, I got to go with the apocalypse. I... I, I'm a sucker for zombies, man. I love zombie movies, zombie games. I love all that. I I kind of get where you guys like the whole fallout of everything afterwards. I understand all that. But not me. I want to see it all get wiped. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> everything can burn. That's fine. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't care which one it is. Uh, I'm in for either as long as there's zombies involved. I just I just need to see some zombies get bashed in. And uh, it should be no surprise, but guys, before we get out of here, I want to hear your favorite end-of-the-world scenarios. It should be no surprise that mine, zombies. Gotta, gotta have zombies. If we're having some kind of real apocalypse, give me zombies versus anything else. My favorite end-of-the-world scenario is kind of a kind of a mix between either AI or some kind of higher power. Whether it be aliens or some kind of deity type being something that humbles humanity okay all right i like that sir so i'm not really like a prepper or anything but i have scenarios like (laughs) prepped for zombie apocalypses at my work at my house in transit okay give me zombies every day i'm ready for them Mm -hmm. all right I just like you said. I just want to. I just want to see a zombie take a bat to the face. That's just. A, that's what I want to see. I'm right there with you. I am right there with you. 
I'm not going to lie. My answer is kind of a cop-out answer because it kind of takes a little bit from a lot of different ones. I like war. I like a... We, we cause our own demise through just civil discourse. Be it like we drop nukes on each other or we go to war with an alien race and like that's what happens. Just just going to war. That that That's what I want. I want to see just people just killing each other. That's my apocalypse. Because you know what? That's probably the most realistic form of an apocalypse you can get. Yeah, I was going to say, give us like a year that. or so, you know? <laughs> <laughs> we're probably going to do that to ourselves eventually anyway. So I might as well enjoy it in my cinema. I do love some war movies, man. They're the best. Uh, well, Brawlers, we are out of time for tonight. Thank you all again for joining us. I hope you all enjoyed our apocalyptic picks. Guys, you can head on over to Comic Book Brawl and let us know your favorite apocalyptic and post-apocalyptic movies. Let us know your favorite end-of-the-world scenarios, too. Brawlers, as always, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, Audible, and Comic Book Brawl on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Guys, do not forget to subscribe so you can get all the latest updates. We are out of here for tonight. Good night, everyone.